What does DevOps look like in the context of agility? Is there even a relationship between the two? Well, we have two special guests with us, Jared Feldman and Christopher Shuknick. They're both going to discuss how DevOps is adding value to their establishment and answer some of the questions with the relationship between Agile and DevOps. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of The Modern Agilist. Today, we have Jared Feldman and Christopher Schuchnack on here to talk with us about DevOps. Um, before before we kind of get into the details of why we're so interested in talking to you guys, I'll bet you both of you tell us kind of uh, who you guys are and what you do. Sure, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm Jared Feldman. I started my career in... Um, distribution, industrial engineering, supply chain, before moving into IT about five years ago. Um, and so was exposed to some Lean Six Sigma stuff then that was pretty exciting. But prior to my current role, um, I worked at an organization where we wrote contracts and that process was very long. We'd look, you know, 15 months out and see that a contract was expiring and start working on the new one. And so it was fairly slow and I didn't enjoy it too much. And so I wanted to move into IT. And that's when I started to kind of read about Agile and um, Scrum and the idea of being able to produce something every you know two weeks or some short iteration was pretty exciting and crazy and foreign based on where I currently was. So, um, you know, and then evolving into learning more about the DevOps movement and, you know, teams and organizations being able to see changes and push changes and realize value multiple times per day on demand was even more exciting. So um, I came, you know, kind of from a limited background and just has kind of been um, learning and trying to implement some things you've learned over the course of the last five years and um, excited to, you know, to talk about and learn about DevOps and ways that we can, um, you know, reach a, a goal where we can deliver value for, for our business users. Cool. Thanks, Jared. What about you, Chris? Uh, fairly different experience early on, at least. So uh, for myself, you know, thinking back, kind of started as a technologist, uh, mostly doing web development um, for, for a number of years. Um, dabbled in visual design, did my own, you know, uh, consultancy for a little bit, worked for different sized uh, organizations over the years, um, seemingly ages, um, and started getting into enterprise work, you know, getting to the more in-depth engineering, um, but kind of still gearing towards more, you know, from the, from the technologist angle. Um, I find myself at the moment um, an IT manager at a, a bit of a larger organization, uh, which is a different career track than you know if you would ask me 10 years ago would you be be a manager you know i don't know if i would have saw that one coming but um you know i've i've kind of taken the the approach of um really kind of drawn into like the leadership aspect um and you know one of the things that excites me when you start thinking about that you start thinking about people and processes and how can we be more uh, efficient and effective at the things that we do you know, agility and those those concepts of agility kept coming up. You know, and eventually, in a in a roundabout way, you know, talking to people, I remember um, 
talking to a past coworker of mine, uh, John Schaefer, for example, you know, you're certainly not the only one that we were talking, but early on, like, I'm like, what the heck is DevOps? You know, what, you know, talking about just, just different aspects of agility. And, and from there, it just kind of snowballed into where we are now. And uh, it's, it's pretty exciting in my mind. Cool. I, I like the fact you guys came from different backgrounds. A lot of people get the get the notion that there's a single path to, you know, this preconceived path to a destination. <laughs> right. um, just to give a little context on why we're excited to have you guys on the show is we heard a talk that you guys did on DevOps and we expected um, maybe just a uh, a, a technical talk on some particular tool or feature or something that was not technical at all, but we didn't expect to kind of get kind of a layout of an adventure. And, and the way it struck me when I heard the talk was it felt like a mini Phoenix project. It felt like it was like a story. Um, and, and that's kind of, and, and, and the thing is, is, you know, we're all uh, hardwired for stories. We want to hear that. And right. and also that we, we kind of have a interest, a unique interest in DevOps and that at some point it's it's come to be seen as something separate from Agile. And so in a little while, we want to kind of get into like, is this is is it a part of agility? Is it a is it the successor to Agile or competing with it? And so. Um, so that's that's really why we're excited to have you guys on the show, you know. Um, well, I'm glad you like to talk. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now, now before we get into the, just hearing your story, your kind of mini Phoenix project, right? Um, we want to hear from you a little bit about kind of your guys' working relationship. This is the first time we've had two people at the same time on the show, right? And what what strikes me about that is the best, the most productive I've ever been in my professional life is when I worked on the daily with somebody as a, as a teammate. And it was like a kind of a permanent pair programming relationship, even if we weren't writing code. And this happened a few years ago when me and Rick first started working together. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, and then we kind of like really um, kind of pinged off of each other in our strengths or tendencies and the things that, you know, I, I'm really not good at or quick, like he's, he's strong on what, what's your guys's, What's the chemistry between you guys as to why you work well together? Go ahead, Jared. <laughs> yeah. No pressure. Already, already it's showing the colors of different. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think honestly, since kind of started, Chris was here before me at our current uh, organization, and I think we just kind of got along and we're pretty like-minded from the beginning. Um, but we had different roles than we have now. Um, and I think it was maybe last year, Chris had reached out and said, hey, um, you know, we had kind of shared similar experiences, similar journeys from, a, um, you know, kind of like Chris was describing a DevOps learning of starting at what the heck is this thing to kind of following similar uh, organizations and reading similar things and having a similar idea of how we could um, try some things and uh, maybe adopt some practices we've heard about. And I think yeah, last year, I think it was Chris, right? He reached out and said, hey, I want to make some goals uh, that are more maybe focused in things we can, uh, like a vision we can try and um, share. And so I think that's where uh, the pairing really started. And um, since then, you know, a lot of the things we 
tried to do and described in that presentation um, stemmed from kind of those initial conversations. And so we've just been iterating on different ideas we've had. And um, I think just, you know, having, you know, we pass articles, pass books back and forth to uh, get each other's opinions on. I think, um, I think it right. just works pretty well to bounce ideas off each other. Yeah, I, I, I kind of agree. And I think back, you know, even maybe in beyond a year when it, the time is uh, still weirdly a blur these days, you know, before we, um, you know, we worked together, like Jared said, for, for quite a while, but just kind of at, at different, different capacities. And, you know, even before the pandemic started, you know, we're, we're passing around ideas, if I recall correctly, around, um, you know, organizational structure, structure of teams and, and how that can impact um, the, the team's ability to deliver, you know, alignment to a value stream, so on and so forth. And, uh, you know, started we started capturing things in proposals, just saying like, here, here's the, here's the problem spaces that we're seeing, you know, it could be observationally, it could be whatever it is. And, and, you know, so even, you know, in, in those days, you know, collaborating on, on word docs and running stuff by each other. And, uh, you know, I, I was joking with Jared earlier today and like, I think it's probably, I mean, outside of the weekends, you know, we haven't, haven't gone that far yet, but we're, we're probably touching base at least once a day, you know, um, you know, I, you know, I was going through some um, conceptual challenges, like, oh, you know, how do you, how do we reconcile this versus that? And, you know, Jared's been an awesome sounding board, you know, I can throw ideas out there, you can throw them back and like, you kind of, it's important to have, I think, relationships like that, where you can help kind of dial in how you conceptualize the the world and, and your surroundings, right? Um, so, yeah, it, it seems that it worked out pretty well, so. Thankful to thankful to be coworkers and and on this journey together. Certainly not the only ones, but uh, it, right. yeah, been a been a good pairing by by my account. Cool. Um, so so let's uh, let's get into to this um, mini Phoenix project. <laughs> okay, so maybe maybe to set the stage a little bit about you know where are you guys at in the in the organizational structure like are you uh scrum masters uh project managers like i like to use how the does term, it start i like to use the term where do you reside even you know yes yes <laughs> uh at the beginning well, yeah if you look at if you look at the ladder uh i'd, I'd venture to say we're, we're towards the bottom bottom part of it <laughs> yeah, <man. laughs> if that put, paints a general picture uh -huh. um yeah, I don't know. I, you know, it's certainly not, you know, I, you know, I'm a serve as a manager, right? I got a, a number of folks that uh, direct reports, um, but, uh, but they all work on kind of different teams and, and so on and so forth. But yeah, it, there's, there's plenty of ladder above. So, so you do at. start with some level of authority, right? Because <clears throat> I, I asked that per because perceived authority. Yeah. <laughs> Persuasive authority. Okay. Okay. And so, so let, let take us through kind of, you know, you're, you're, you're working with some teams and they're, they're agile teams. They're doing, you know, they're, they're doing the basic uh, incremental software delivery and, and kind of what's the, what's the first kind of uh, technical opportunity you, that you see that you're like, you, did you, did you go full sail in to say, Hey, let's implement this whole list of, of DevOps practices and technologies, or did you start real <laughs> slow with like, okay, we're just going to do uh, 
continuous integration or something like kind of how did that start and, and i'll even tack on too if you wouldn't mind kind of in the same vein answering how did you how did you sell that too you know to the teams <laughs> teams and then also to you know the people up on the ladder yeah how do you get them to embrace it uh <clears throat> let you know when everyone does i guess um, <laughs> yeah perfect answer yeah we'll, we'll get yeah. back to you on that right yeah um well you know jared feel free to jump in but yeah i think um you don't want to say, I think part of it is, you know, like, like you're saying, we're, we're definitely not the highest, highest folks on the ladder, but I think it's important to, to have leadership, you know, above you that, that, you know, doesn't micromanage you, um, that will support you. And if you're making sense, seemingly, it's like, cool, what can we do to support this? Um, like I, I, I kind of mentioned in passing, you know, you know, we're throwing proposals. Out. I remember one of the things we started looking at. There, there was a time uh, when we were looking at a bunch of teams, a uh, bunch of teams working on different. Um, I guess we can call them value streams, right? Um, you know, same repositories. You know, like multiple teams working in the same same large large code bases. Um, you know, a lot of manual release processes, um, so on and so forth, right? Just saying, yeah, kind of taking a holistic view, like, all right, what are we doing? Um, so I think a really long-winded answer, maybe looking at, you know, there are certain things that kind of keyed my interest. Like there, there's some, there's, I feel like there's some efficiency gains we can have here. There's some quality gains we can have here. And taking st a step back and seeing like, okay, as a whole, what are we doing? Um, you know, and one of the first things was like, you know, hey, when, when we're looking at, at, at engaging on a project, you know, we're, we're staffing a team right then and there. Could be a big project, could be a little project. And when that project ended, the, the team would kind of dissolve, right? Um, and then another thing would come up and certain aspects of that team might go onto that project and other, you know, it's kind of a mix and match, right? Best people for the job, maybe sometimes got to work on varying things. So part of it was kind of exciting. You didn't know what to, what to do, but, um, you know, you can get into different um, different aspects of development and get your feet wet on on, on other things. But it, to me, that was that was, from what I recall, kind of a, a, a catalyzing moment. Like, you know, if we could start with um, kind of have adding some stability to the teams, like you open up a world of possibilities and, and ability for improvement. That, that's that's really interesting that you mentioned that because. Um, you know, that is a, um, it's a common theme that we've encountered of, you know, uh, it's organizations wanting a, um, a storming without a norming. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, I mean, and, and until you have stability in, in a system, you can't optimize efficiency. You, you just can't skip that part. And so if, if you have, if you're treating human beings like just fungible resources and swapping them here and there, right. uh, you don't, you don't get that. So it sounds like a few things I'm hearing from you is that there was a, there was a culture of a, a lack of micromanagement. And two, that allowed you to say, observe some inefficiencies and write a proposal and say, Hey, we should try this. And, yeah. and, and, and as a part of trying this, let's, uh, you know, uh, introduce some long-lived features to these composition of these teams not switch people around so much and then that was kind of a starting point is that an accurate read 
Yeah, from my accounting. Hey, Jared, I don't know if you have any other thoughts to throw into that mix. Yeah, yeah. And so, right, part of the uh, problem is that 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 could help resolve too. That we're trying to promote is uh, shared ownership, like across uh, the entire uh, stack, for lack of a better word. So, in prior, right, we'd um, have a project that came up and it's like, all right, we need a UI engineer, we need a service engineer, and everyone was kind of in their functional silos. They did their tasks, and so trying to promote. Um, like a shared unity among a team, I think is important um, mm -hmm. to not have those functional silos and to um, have the team kind of have a collective vision. And so if you're breaking up teams, it's, it's a little harder to establish that. But yeah, if you're, if you're building relationships with people and starting to figure out how to work together, you can theoretically be a lot more um, efficient. And, you know, if you're having retrospectives or you're having ways of continuously improving, then you can, carry that forward you know if today you're building x and tomorrow you're building y you have a way of working together that um, is hard to establish when you're breaking teams up and reforming them uh, constantly yeah absolutely i mean i i know i personally have experienced you know hey we need expertise on this team for a little bit and hey we need we need some more resources over here and you know you lose both the understanding and knowledge of what a team is working on but you also lose the kind of connectivity between people that have worked on a team for a period of time you know hey now let me just drop you off in this new you know this new land figure it out you know <laughs> and right. uh, even sometime with expertise you get there and you're like okay I, I know how to do this but i don't know what you've done or what you're working on or what you're trying to do so you you have that ramp up time too um so let me ask you too. We can we can get into this a little bit more uh, in a little bit here about the you know the different flavors of DevOps and what it means and how people look at it. But maybe you could offer a couple, one or two examples of a scenario that uh, you you approach something a little bit differently. You've kind of changed things in the way that we've been talking here. Maybe you could kind of give an example or maybe a little bit of specifics without being uber detailed about hey, this is something that. We observe this is something that we changed, and here's the outcome. Here's how we measured, you know, the positive impact that the change we made had. Well, I, I mean, Not even maybe building off the example uh, we were just talking about with the, the the team alignment. So, looking at teams, we also took a stab at the same time. Um, if anyone out in the the, the universe has, has read Team Topologies, um, you know, I thought it was a great oh, yeah. book. Yeah. Um, you know, so, you know, kind of using that as a guy, we took a look like, hey, there's, you know, there's a lot of things in here that we feel like make a lot of sense. Um, so, like, you know, looking at at streamlined teams versus platform teams versus enabling teams and so drawing some drawing some pieces of that, trying to really look at a cognitive load. Um, you know, we had best of intentions to say, hey, hey we're going to have these team types, right? You're going to have these long-lived teams and we're going to focus and, and you're going to be able to do this. And all of a sudden, cognitive load, it's going to go away. It's going to be amazing. Um, you know, we ran into scenarios where that didn't actually happen uh, in some regards. So, we, you know, there was a, um, you know, looking back, you know, we learned, hey, there's a, there's, there's a point along the way where, you know, maybe we didn't invest in it. But we didn't really invest as much upfront and as in a platform team or platform teams. We we had some, but we weren't looking at um, kind of platform like the the infrastructural pieces as much as we could or should. And um, you know, kind of circling back to that now and then seeing like, hey, you know, what what areas here can can we improve upon? 
So I don't know if that, Rick, that touches on maybe an ex a quick example of, of where you're going. Sure. Yeah. I mean, that makes a lot of sense, I guess. Um, you know, after something has been done, right. It, ha have you guys gotten into some sort of a cadence where you, you look at, Hey, okay, we did this, you know, we observed something, we, we see that it could be better, but, um, did it actually make a difference? Have, have you gotten, how do you kind of review and then readjust as needed? Not as, not as quickly or as well as we'd like, I think. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, yeah. I think we, um, we are still, you know, thinking back to what we are trying to, uh, you know, what we tried to enact first, you know, like thinking of team topologies and, you know, even like a scrum or a safe implementation. Um, we're still, I think, challenged to adopt the underlying behaviors. And so we, um, we fall, you know, we've, we frequently fall into the trap where we're uh, doing something, but we're not embracing the values behind it and so we've it's been you know it's a weird thing to do but trying to drive some cultural and behavioral changes because at least like in my experience right if you think a certain way but then you have to um unlearn and relearn a new way of thinking and then only then can that thinking be applied to maybe some processes that could be effective and so we're a fairly large team and i think as an organism we're still on that journey of being able to quickly adapt to um, things that come up. So we, you know, as a kind of like a management team, we try and review things, but honestly, I think we um, are still a little slower than, than we'd like, uh, like to be. There's definitely been a lot of successes, but we don't have really a, a formal process, unfortunately, to, um, to react as quickly as I think a lot of us would like to, because I think collectively, um, we're, we're still on a journey of trying to reimagine how, how we work uh, mm -hmm. and how we behave before we can fully embrace the values and, and change as quickly as we'd like to and adjust as quickly as we'd like to. Yeah. I mean, I, that's interesting. I, Justice and Michael will attest to, you know, that's, that's my big area of interest. You know, I always kind of dig in on these types of questions where it's like, how do you measure what you did, you know? How do you how do you juxtapose it to where you were and where you are, and then how do you kind of use that to sell? Hey, this is the way that we should we should do things, or here's here's how we should do them because we see a benefit in in this way. So, I get really excited when when you guys say, "Hey, we did this uh, because we looked at this and we've seen some successes." And you know, I'm not trying to to you know rock the boat too much. I'm just trying to understand then how how do you then look to see. How things are going and then how you might adjust moving forward too so it, fine answer my book i was just curious you know how you kind of how you kind of done that yeah i think that the measurement piece in my mind is is huge right if you're if you're going to try something try it and then but but have a kind of a clear picture of of how how you determine if that thing was successful mm -hmm. you know whether it's a software solution or a process uh some some process change you're you're, you're talking about um, I know like, you know, anecdotally, I, I think we're like Jared said, we're, we're on that journey. Right. And, and in my mind, the journey never ends. It, mm -hmm. You know, you're never, you're never done. You're, you know, you hit, hit these plateaus of done enough and you, you learn and you adapt along the way. Right. Um, I think, um, you know, we, we've hit some points with that. I think, you know, there are, there are teams and there are folks that go along the way and they're, they're, they're getting 
better at those those incremental cycles of of feedback, tightening up feedback loops, and and getting um, getting getting insights from users, business stakeholders. Um, you know, it's a larger organization. There's a lot of a lot of people in the mix. So uh, incorporating that feedback and 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 learning and adapting. You know, um, anecdotally, I feel like we're seeing more of that than we did like even two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so it feels like there's some wins. Um, having think data specifically out there to say, yep, we can see this data charted on a graph and it looks great and we're doing the right thing. Like, I don't know if we have good, good wayfinding like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, in, in my mind, the, the gut feeling is we're, we're definitely trending in a, in a positive direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It makes sense. That makes sense. I mean, that feedback's integral, right. To, to right. DevOps. So, yeah, I mean, even to kind of maybe not have the numerical data, but just to say, Hey, we're noticing this. That's, that's a huge plus. So, cool. Yeah. That's great. Uh, I want to go back and just ask you guys a real practical question. Like, let's say I'm, I'm sitting here. I'm, um, you know, it manager, man, I run this department. Right. And, and every, oh, the, there's no long lasting, long lived teams. And, you know, I read team topologies. I'm like, wow. Okay. Let's, let's do some of this. Right. Now, if I just say, Hey, this is the, this is the new structure. Okay. Like you said, you can do practices without the values behind it and it mm-hmm. can be of limited value, right? How do I begin to produce those change in values? Uh, I, I'm going to say the, the best thing that I've, that we've ever kind of like come up with as a, as a, as a group here was like regular talks in which you talk about the advantages of that and you kind of act as an evangelist to explain the why and all this and that do you guys find you need to do that or uh have you tried that or 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 do you just say hey this is the the new organizational structure and here's an email on why and you know that's it (laughs) (laughs) hopefully more the former than the latter Uh, yeah (laughs) you know i think um I'll be the first one to admit the communication is is generally in my mind one of the hardest things you can do in, in any sort of team or organization. Um, you know, I think one of the so certainly we've tried to over communicate in, in in the beginning. I think looking back, you know, I, I'm like, man, I guess maybe we sh- we thought we over we thought we communicated well, but we should have maybe tried to over communicate, like shot higher. Because um, I mean, there there were some lessons learned in there, but. Um, yeah, trying to, like, like Jared mentioned earlier, kind of looking at, uh, culture and behavior, um, was, was a big piece, you know, um, to some of this team alignment. So that to me, the team shifting is an enabler for the, the cultural pieces too, because you can build reports and you can, you can learn how you work together and you kind of, in theory, grow together. Um, yeah, kind of rambling, I feel like, but, uh, yeah, so I think there's there's some key pieces uh, in that, that that we've certainly explored, but you know, again, we're kind of on this journey overall. And so, let, let yeah. just press in that if, if let's say you are, you, can, you know, I'm um, going to do talks like every two weeks or once a month, like you know, uh, we've seen this in other people, like uh, uh, fireside chats, agility talks, whatever. Right? Uh, how do you do? You feel like those are received or um, sometimes when I've tried to do that in other contexts in the past, I, I feel like I'm talking baseball with uh, soccer players, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so, I, I feel a little silly. I don't know if anyone thinks I'm silly, but I feel silly, you know? 
I, I, go ahead, Jared. Yeah, I was gonna say we. Um, one thing we did when we first started was we had like a uh, called it "Ask Me Anything" every week, where it, like the whole team was invited, and we would just open it up to anyone who might have questions or concerns around um, the the change in strategy. And I think those are pretty helpful. Um, but over time, yeah, maybe similar to what you're saying, Justin, but over, over time, you know, less people started to show up and we, I think, in my opinion, maybe made the wrong assumption that we got it, like we're good now. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, it was kind of, it was kind of hard to, you know, facilitate a meeting where people don't, don't talk. And so you get to a point where maybe you say it's, it's worn out its purpose. But, um, but I think since then, looking back, we haven't been able to get a good way for feedback from people. And we've definitely encountered a lot more challenges since we disbanded that meeting that we haven't been able to, um, you know, similar to what Rick was asking, we haven't been able to uh, adjust our course as quickly as we did back then. So I think um, something like that is, is definitely valuable, even if some days or even, you know, weeks go by where it's not. But, you know, as soon as some big change event happens, and people feel the impact of these team changes, um, that meeting becomes pretty invaluable as a way for uh, people to to share their input, share their questions, share their insight. And so, um, you know, in hindsight, thinking back, it might have been nice to have that going indefinitely because, you know, you never really to some final destination, you're always changing. And so to, to get that kind of feedback was, was great in the beginning of our, team changes uh, you, you use the term final destination there's no final destination i want to i want to ask you this um um theoretically you know in, in in the sense of convergence right so you never arrive there but this is the infinite point what is the final destination um as far as uh, efficient delivery okay now i'm gonna i'm gonna throw two options out there because i feel i've been uh real uh um uh, torn between them um the, the first was is that i came into the agile space and and it was like oh value to the end user you know um, but then over time i experienced the reality that the team doesn't define really the uh what the features are in the product. They just execute on the delivery of it. So I got away and I said, well, the final destination then for the team is if, is efficient and predictable delivery. So that's uh, that's nailing, uh, um, uh, nailing sprint goals, nailing release dates, and, and uh, like the most efficient, lowest cycle time, right? So it's all about effective delivery. And so I'm like, hey, it's all about effective delivery. We don't care what it is. We just define how it gets there. And then it comes full circle. And we talk to guys who are like super Yoda masters in the agile space. And they're like, listen, the ultimate value is to the end user. And you need to step back out and enter that mental space. What do you guys think about that? That kind of that kind of push and pull between those two things. And where do you guys fall in your thinking? That's a great question. Oh yeah, it's a big one. I, you know, for me, I, I feel like where, where we are, we are looking at like in a very practical sense, like that efficient delivery, you know, looking at things like, um, Thora metrics and, and things like that. Right. Saying like, Hey, how, how many times are we deploying and releasing to production? 
how many times did we break something along the way? Things like that. Um, but in my mind, I, I kind of view that as a stepping stone to get to the more value centric pieces. Like, all right, cool. Let's build trust. Let's establish trust. Let's, re- uh, let's maintain trust, wherever your starting point is and say, yes, we can deliver. Um, what's next? Are we delivering the right thing? Are we, is, is, is the stuff that we're, we're providing you actually valuable and impacting whatever the, the businesses, the community as a whole, you know, whatever that, that those valued pieces uh, focus on you, you just to, i don't I want to take this further but i just want to say like it's very helpful and so simple what you just said because it's like it's a stepping stone right this the beginning is is the car running and dependable and then only the secondary point is who do you intend on driving around <laughs> what, what what do you want to take where and so um, that that makes a lot of sense, but that does seem it can be a trap because you can always deliver a little bit more effectively, a little bit more efficiently. <laughs> you can always fine tune the engine, right? <laughs> yeah, you got to find that that balance of done enough, right? Yeah. And so, and like thinking about stuff like this, right? Like uh, seeing here, you know, cases about the Spotify model or the Toyota production system, and um, right, like if if you ask them right? Like ask Spotify what they do. I think their response I've seen is typically, um, we, we are doing what we do today, but you, you can never have the Spotify model because tomorrow we're going to continually be involving and improving. And, you know, like Toyota hearing about them, right. It's back when they, you know, were really, um, dominating the, um, the market with their, you know, lean implementations. It was, well, what are you doing? And they say, you know, we don't really know. You have to kind of be here and experience it to, you can't just uh, make changes and, you know, say, all right, we're done. So I think it's, it's, yeah, it's a bit of a blend between, yeah, like a, from a vision perspective to me, being able to um, respond to customer changes as soon as possible, as soon as possible is pretty vague, but I think that's um, really what um, I'm interested in. But yeah, I mean, it can always get better and can always improve. And so, um, to have the vision, I think is important, but to, uh, understand that you're going to always be needing to get better. Um, I think is, is also an important mindset to have that there is no end state. You're going to continue to need to improve, uh, to stay yeah, to just continually get better. So I, I was going to jump in and ask a question along the same lines. Um, you know, it, it made me think of, uh, like the, the, late 80s early 90s john hughes movies where there was always a cool kid you know and you knew that the this is going to be a character in the in the movie um the question really revolved around the idea of you know is is devops the the next thing has it kind of consumed agile has it overtaken agile and you know has a cool name devops you know this is cool you know and there's definitely some value there it's obviously important you know we've talked a lot about it but has it has it totally surpassed you know agile frameworks you know some of the more traditional things like scrum or even some of the the mentality that's involved with safe is is devops the next thing because the way i look at it and i wonder if you guys would agree is it's it's essentially can be viewed as a bolt-on you know the next step the next kind of step in agility is to kind of implement uh, DevOps along with a framework that allows you to do just like we were talking about, you know, effective 
um, development, but also uh, valuable delivery to your stakeholders. So, uh, what are your what are your thoughts on all that? Uh, man, yeah, I think this is a tough one, and, and feel free to be sacrilegious. Yeah, yeah, it's a yeah, safe think, space. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, you know it's one of those things. You know, oh, I'll look back on this in ten years, and like, man, what did I even say? Bitcoin um, is not going to be a thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so you know, ba based on you know where where I am and understanding a lot of this, and you know, there's there's always way more to understand. So you know, I kind of look at it as not. DevOps, in my mind, it, it's kind of built on lean and, and, and agility concepts, right? Yeah, I don't yeah. think it's a replacement. I don't think it's, um, you know, there's a million and a half frameworks out there, right? You Scrum and Safe and, you know, you oh, can yeah. incorporate some Kanban and you know, everyone's got a flavor. Scrum a fall and water ban and whatever. I don't know. <laughs> um, you know, to me, DevOps re resonates with me because it, it kind of hits a lot of the a lot of a bunch of key categories, right? Yeah, it's you know early on, and in, in when I started listening to, to to peers about it, it's like, oh, it's it's oh, you're a developer. Oh, we got to marry in these operational pieces too. I'm like, okay, that makes sense. And I dive deeper, and it's like it's factoring in more of the all right, looking at um, the organization and, and how how things are structured. You now, oh, yeah, and then we're taking a deeper dive. We're looking at culture and the behaviors and the habits that we're forming, and you. To me, you marry all those things together, and it's a really handy, holistic view of a system. Um, I think if you look back at the the, the Agile Manifesto and the, and the, the you know, basic list of principles, you know, from my recollection, they all exist. Um, and I think it would DevOps. I'm hesitant to say the world the word prescriptive, but it, it you can. There's data. You look at Accelerate. You look at some of these these other uh, the DevOps report, you know, whatever it is. Like there, there's data out there to support a lot of the things that uh, that are talked about. So there, there's there's practices in place. So there, you look at um, you know, oh, we're talking about value delivery. Okay, well, let's talk about CI/CD. Um, let's talk about uh, you know automating our pipelines it's not just those pieces it, it, there's there's a lot of those behaviors and there's a lot of those pieces you, you put together in this more holistic view so i look at it kind of wrap up my ramble here uh it's kind of an evolution uh it's inclusive of these 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 predecessor concepts just more general concepts um like i still come back to overall agility yeah um, a lot of the time um whether that's coming from a DevOps source or whatever. Um, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I, I, I agree with you. I, I don't think that DevOps is anti-agile, <laughs> uh, yeah. you know, or, or replacement. It's it's something that's, you know, the next kind of like what you alluded to. It's it, it builds upon the tenants and the foundations of, of you know, what agile is meant to be. I, I, I think that's kind of what you were saying towards the end there. And a good answer. Thanks. Just, just real quick. It, 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 yeah, I mean, cut you off, Rick. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's kind of unusual the timing of this and, and providential because you know our our last post that went out was about like the human element, mm. right, and the centrality of the human element, right. But I, I, you know, I have an, a, a natural and constitutional aversion to coming away from some interaction with a group of people. I'm like, everyone felt good. I'm like, how did you deliver? 
don't know. (laughs) 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 Well, you know, show me the numbers, you know? And so like, you know, that, that, that talk we had and that, that uh, blog post that went out about the the human element, I think it was called the edge of agility. Um, It was about that human element and the the happiness of the people, but there is this other side of it, which is like, what are the concrete numbers? And I think that is the profound strength of DevOps is you don't need hand-waving. You can, you can literally look at source control and determine what is cycle time from either the beginning of work until when it's in production and in the, in the, in, in in the hands of the user or, or from the time it started or got asked. And so you have this concrete data and it's compelling itself, you know? Yeah, I would, I would definitely agree with that. So I, I was wondering too, Chris, you mentioned and, um, anybody feel free to chime in, but, um, you know, as you kind of implement some of the stuff that we're talking about and you work with, you, you mentioned a, a holistic approach, right? So that obviously means that uh, sometimes you have to get away from dev teams, you know, feature teams and work with more product and business oriented uh, groups and teams and folks. Um, how have, what, what have your experiences been with that? Kind of bringing them into the fold, into the realm of, of DevOps and, and uh, agility it's, you know, ongoing, right? Uh, you know, but I, th- I think someone touches back on the, the, the measurement piece, Justice was maybe just talking about, you know, you know, you, in my mind, the more you can kind of show and say, Hey, you know, start with this called proof of concept or whatever you want to call it. There's, there's a, there's a minimal effort thing. And then make sure you're in some way you're, you're measuring its, its impact. Uh, and then finding those mechanisms to to kind of keep up on that and say, hey, let me let me show you with numbers. Let me show you that. So to me, that's a that's a place that I'm I feel passionate about driving us um, and, and our efforts to because I think that's gonna gonna help um, pull a lot of this together. So hey, you know. Maybe this guy is some crackpot, you know, reading some books and, and listening to some people and going to some conferences and, and yeah, yeah, you know, whatever. Yeah, some bunch of ideas out there. But like, I think when you, if you can find ways of showing people in, in whatever, whatever way they're comfortable, um, like I'm a data guy, I, I love looking at analytics and seeing, uh, like, like Justin was talking about, I can look at the pipelines and see, like, yeah, this is happening. We're, we're deploying. Awesome. That's great. Um, it's all right there. Um, I can see which ones failed and, and for what reasons they failed. Um, you know, so th- if we can start seeing some like requests come in from the business side, for example, or like product features or something like that and say, Hey, <clears throat> cool. These are being executed on and we're getting it out there. That's yeah. That's what awesome. I was I, that's what I'm really wondering about too, is how you kind of crack that egg of the visibility between, okay, we've got stuff coming down. You've gotten it from, you know, prioritization, whatever we're, we're executing on it. And then we get the feedback, you know, kind of closing the loop on the whole process. Um, you know, from, from start to finish from idea, you know, somebody's dream to it being out there and getting the feedback. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm digging what you're saying. <laughs> Yeah, Jared, I don't know if you had any any other thoughts. Yeah, and I think we've had some pretty good success so far um, with you know talking about metrics we want to show. The business has you know been really receptive to it, and we're we're just starting now. I think to, to be able to deliver um, in a more frequent capacity, and so I think kind of like you know you guys are saying, if we can 
start to prove out that value, show the metrics, um, you know, it'll be less theoretical to them and more practical. And I think that's when really start to buy in and see the value um, instead of just, you know, talking about ideas from a couple of crackpots. And, and I think we, we've been relatively lucky. I mean, there's, um, you know, there's, there's kind of business side folks that, that we've worked with and, you know, they've taken shots like, okay, yeah, you know, what you're saying makes sense. You know, we talked about like kind of writing up proposals, quote unquote, um, saying like, Hey, here's a, here's something we want to try. Here's what we think we can gain out of it. You know, does this seem like a good idea to you? And, and, and a lot of times it's been, yeah, let's, let's try it. So, um, it's not just the, um, like, you know, our immediate leadership on, on like a, a technologist or an IT side, but like the, the product and business side is like, yeah, you know, we can see how adding some measurements here would, would actually be great, you know? So, um, yeah, we're. I think we're we're in a good place, uh, relatively speaking. We we've ramped up in this this last even last six months or so. I'm trying to get more of that in place. You know, still a long way to go. I'd I'd love to have all the the data in the world to to start formulating some some thoughts behind. But you know, we're not not quite there. Sometimes capturing the data is 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 a project and a process in itself, right? Yeah, yeah that's where we find ourselves. We're going over that now. Said, <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you said that, Rick. Yeah. Um, so, um, we wanted to ask you guys. Uh, you know, uh, we're, you know, this is this is the the modern agilist, right? And so, you know our our eyes are always on the horizon for what's coming and and we feel like we you try to use these sessions as much as possible to get to get some learning and get the alpha from our speakers right the 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 lating latest breaking news right so from your guys experience in, in on this journey thus far what um tool approach strategy subject within this space are you most excited about right now or some area where you're just like you know uh, there's a sense that that that's the that's the cutting edge that's what's next um, i think from go ahead from yeah i mean like from a um from a tooling perspective i don't know um I think that's always a, a fun thing to keep on top of. But from a, a, I'm really interested in um, like how we can continue to develop, a, you know, like a learning culture and and ways for um, people and teams to quickly uh, learn from things and and evolve from there. And so. Um, it's not a new thought by any means, but I think in order for, you know, like the, the future to come faster for people to realize um, different uh, DevOps goals, for lack of better words, I think uh, that's, that's at least what I'm most interested in is kind of learning from failure and um, taking a systems thinking approach to, to how you're working. And then from there, I think, you know, the, the tools are, um, are what they are and teams might, uh, choose different tooling based on what they need and try different tools and figure stuff out. But I think people and like the IT community at large becoming more uh, comfortable with with that kind of mentality, I think is is how we can continue to drive change across, you know, all of 
IT um, in in each aspect. And so, if if it's DevOps, if it's Agile, I, th I just think that kind of thinking and that kind of community is is super important for um, future evolution. That that's really interesting. You said that I didn't I didn't expect to hear that, but it did remind me of. Uh... I've been a part of some uh, professional fellowships and I was usually the, the youngest guy in there. It was a bunch of old timers, right? Many of them had lived very successful, like directors and business owners and all. And there was one uh, attorney, a part of the group who specialized in succession plans. And it became a pattern almost where guys came in and people say, Hey, what's going on with your business? What's all this and that? And they would say, everything's great. I mean, I'm, I'm it. I won the game and that's it. And then he would say, well, what's your succession plan? And they'd be like, oh, I didn't think about that. And it's like, well, if you don't have a succession plan now, now what you described isn't necessarily a succession plan, but it is a plan of how to propagate and have a framework to build up people and grow them so that this thing continues to scale and move on. Because if there's no growth, that's going to be death. And people don't feel like they're growing in, in capability and, and all that. Then this, this is not a, uh, a system that propagates itself, you know? Yeah, I would, I would agree with all that. You know, I was gonna say Jared stole my answer, but but yeah, I mean, maybe maybe we're just working together too much. Uh, but yeah, it, it's kind of the same thing I'm interested in too. Like going back to the other question is, you know, that those cultural pieces. Like, you know, I'd I'd love it if we're having more conversations around, like circling back to like the scientific method. Like, what's your hypothesis? Cool. Mm -hmm. What's your experiment? How are you going to determine success? You know, and and like Jared said that failure is learning. Like you know, there's there's failure is not a bad thing. If if you've invested minimal time and effort on something and and you've learned, that's awesome. Congratulations. Now, what are you going to do with that information? Um, where are you going to go next? So, like you know, stepping back and to that those fundamentals in my mind that, that I'm very interested in, in those 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 aspects. Definitely those cultural pieces. Cool. Well, um, to we just have a few minutes left here, and we wanted to ask you guys. Um, so let's say someone is um, they're listening to the Modern Agilist because they're uh, an agile practitioner, and they are not necessarily uh, knowledgeable in DevOps. Like, what would be a good starting point for them to go deeper uh, in such a way that it, it's useful to them or at least starts their journey? I mean, it, it is, it seems to me it's, it's a hard kind of chicken and egg problem because unless it's already a part of your job to be doing this and you're kind of an engineering role, it's hard to retain and to keep up with it. You have your, you know, it's not a part of your job, but until you start it, um, it won't become a part of your job. So, I mean, I'm asking you an impossible question. Maybe you got an answer. Uh, how do you get started? Uh, yeah, you know, to me, um, really low barrier to entry. You know, there's there's really great video content out there from from talks. Like there's a Meet DevOps Enterprise Summit. Um, I've gone a few years now. It's been fantastic. There's some great older clips on, on not clips, but like whole talks on YouTube, I think, still. Um, you can go to the, the the main website and they kind of have a catalog there. And you know, you just have to sign up, I think, and you you get so many views. Um, you know, there's there's some great books. Like if I were going to say like one book, because I think you got to take that plunge. If it's if it's a topic that interests you, you got to carve out some time to to learn more about it, um, or else you're just caught caught up in that cycle where you're you're never going to expose yourself to new ideas. 
Um, Sooner Saver Happier, I thought was a phenomenal book. I recommend it to absolutely everybody. Uh, took me a while to get through it, but I'm at the point where like, I'm going to reread it a few times. So, yeah, throw that out yeah, to the I universe. Think, yeah, similarly, um, yeah, no surprise. Uh, also, you know, try to stay involved and aware of things going on in that DevOps enterprise community, like through IT Revolution, to make a plug for them. Um, I recommend just, you know, all their content that I've absorbed. But for me, I, I started with a book called, yeah, that we've, I think Chris mentioned, Accelerate. I think it's a pretty nice uh, overview of a lot of concepts around DevOps. Um, and then I think from there, like people take their personal journeys because you want to dive into maybe something that was covered. I think that's a great place to start. Um, and, you know, speaking of IT revolution, you know, I think I think of them versus, you know, some some other institutes or frameworks around agile. Um, like I I find them sometimes to be more reactionary. And so they see what's going on in the industry and adjust some things themselves. Whereas I view uh, personally like IT revolution and the DevOps enterprise community as a um, like a forward thinking drive driving change. And so they're not reacting, they're, um, you know, coming up with new ideas and they're sharing them and they're helping build, um, build out ways for people to, um, to improve. And so I think that's a great community to get involved in. But uh, personally, yeah, Accelerate was what, what got me started into this. Okay, now, last question, guys. Now, this is for the listener who's interested in what you guys have done and are doing and would love to get your take on what they got going on, but has neither the time nor the interest to do it themselves. Um, how could, uh, <laughs> is there any way that, uh, you know, what's the best way for someone maybe to reach out to you guys and, and who'd be interested in maybe uh, talking to you guys in a more private setting of, on what their setup is and, and maybe what your thoughts would be on how they could optimize that in, in the space of DevOps. Yeah, that'd be pretty interesting. I'd love to yeah speak with, with anybody about, yeah, my experience or help in any way, um, you know, can reach out on LinkedIn for me, uh, mm -hmm. um, email. Uh, I don't know if you guys share that or how the best way to share that, but yeah, we'll, we'll um, absolutely share your, your kind of contact information that, you know, that you allow us to share as well. So yeah, yeah. that'd be great. I, uh, Home address. Yeah. Whatever, all whatever that. <laughs> yeah social security <laughs> number. My kid's yeah. school, you know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mother's maiden name. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Good. All right. Cool. Yeah. We'll, we'll make sure and put that in the, in the show notes. And obviously, you know, uh, in a setting like this, so to speak in generalities, but I know certainly people would love to, to get into the details on what they have going on. And there's a lot of organizations out there who would love a fresh eye and a fresh passion to come in and see what they got going on, take a look at their plumbing and have an initial uh, feedback for, for what they could do or what direction they could go. So appreciate that guys. Sure. Well, Jared, Chris, we just we just thank you so much for, for joining us on the Modern Angelist, and uh, thanks so much for investing in your your time and wisdom into us. And uh, it's interesting to hear about your backgrounds and uh, your guys' strategy, and Chris, especially on how you manage your teams. And it's truly on, an honor for you guys uh, to join us. And we just thank you so much. And uh, also interesting to hear uh, what you guys think about the future of DevOps and and you know how it plays into the agile world. Uh, but again. Yeah, I speak for Justice and Rick. Thanks again for, for joining us here on the Modern Angelus. Thanks for having us. This is great.
Thanks again for listening to another episode of the Modern Agilist Podcast, where we examine and discuss all things related to Agile and large-scale software delivery. You can find the latest podcast episodes and our latest blog posts on our website, themodernagilist.net. You can also find our podcast on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Spotify. And if you enjoyed listening to our content, please subscribe. Subscribe.